COVID issue for all women. Oh hey, Mickey here. Welcome to the Standard Issue Gigcast. In this episode, our Sarah and Hannah had a bloody lovely time with Helen Thorne and Ellie Gibson, aka the Scummy Mummies, and Sally Phillips. Chat included how to stop your kids accessing porn, a rolling boulder of tips, where's Teddy, charity shop Diana, the head of fish marketing, and truly the saddest Gangnam style ever, which, just a heads up, isn't actually available on YouTube. Trust me, I looked. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at the Cheltenham Comedy Festival back in September. Just a note on the liveness of our live gigs, we always ask our guests to plug what they're up to, but sometimes those things have gone by the time the gig cast is out, so keep an eye on individual websites for what these ace birds are up to. The Scummy Mummies, for instance, are pretty much constantly on tour and absolutely worth a watch. Also, it's got to be said that something always happens that only the audience there get to see, whether it's a sight or an activity or a little bit of spontaneous audience interaction or indeed the smell of balls. More on that at a future gigcast. So if you don't want to miss out, it is a good idea to get a ticket. You will have a cracking time. That is a promise. And speaking of which, our next gig, and indeed our last gig of 2018, is at London's Leicester Square Theatre on December the 16th. And we'll have me and Hannah gassing to the brilliant Laura Bates, she of hashtag everyday sexism and general feminist badassery, and excellent comedians Felicity Ward and Lolly Adafrope. Plus one more guest, TBC. I mean, I know who it is. We've just not told you yet. Exciting! Tickets and info available from the Standard Issues section of Sarah's website, which you will find at sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue. A little bit of admin. Please remember to rate, review and subscribe to all of our podcasts on iTunes or Acast. And if you enjoy what we do, it really helps us if you can spread the love. Follow us at Standard Issue UK on Twitter and find us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks to the Cheltenham Comedy Festival, to Jen for organising the gig, to Maddie for all things tech, and to Helen, Ellie, Sally, Sarah and Hannah for a blindingly entertaining gig. Have at it. Welcome to the Standard Issue Podcast. <laughs> should we should we get cracking? Do you want to start yeah. with some intros? Some introductions. So yes, we'll please. introduce ourselves with our names, what we do, and uh, a fun fact about ourselves. So I am Hannah Dunleavy. I'm one of the Standard Issue team. Um, I've never owned a hairbrush. <laughs> You've never, not even as a child. Uh, well, no. Well, my mum had a hairbrush. She gave up trying when I was about, I'd say, twelve. And I've only brushed my hair twice since then, both times, just to see what happened. <laughs> I what thought hap- you were going to say for weddings. No. <laughs> no, what happened was I attracted balloons with the level of static involved in brushing my hair. Um, yeah, I've never done it again since. It's a good fact about you. I didn't yeah. know that I did briefly own a hairdryer, though, but that was because I had an inflatable mattress that I needed to, like, <laughs> get up. Yeah. All right, my go? Yep. Yeah. Excellent. Um, I do own a hairbrush. Uh, my name's Helen, and I am one half of the Scummy Mummies. Um, and I've only slept with a woman once, and her name was Helen. So um, <laughs> when I've I climax, I've yelled my own name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not the only time you've done that. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, there we go. I sort of fucked myself. Um, yeah, <laughs> we've all done Helen it. Helen was wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, hi, my name's Ellie and I'm the other half of the Scummy Mummies. Um, and my, uh, my fact is I am a secret river dance obsessive. 
Oh. I think Michael Flatley is a national treasure. <laughs> I'm not sure to, for which nation. Uh, <laughs> very transatlantic brawl. How often do you watch The Lord of the Dance? <laughs> on, on your That's own a very private. underrated piece of cultural <laughs> contribution, Sarah. Thank you. Do you watch it regularly? If I'm feeling a bit low, I do put the Eurovision, the original, on. Do you ever join in? I give her a few pints of wine <laughs> and she is out there. If I've, down, if I've had some wine and, and someone plays a bewitched record, it's not <laughs> <laughs> I cannot sit down. I still remember the excitement of that Eurovision. Yeah. I do, of just more and more of them coming in straight lines from corners. Just, yeah. yeah. Like the terracotta army. Yes, I Sally. Yeah, I'm Sally, and I'm, uh, I, don't, I have no idea what I am anymore. I, I think I'm an actress. I think so. I think so. Um, and I like to learn something new every day, and today I learned that kangaroos have three vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> and male Tasmanian devils have uh, forked penii. <laughs> Plural? No. They have, it's forked, they've got two pronged. So they like a fork, but missing one. <laughs> I was astounded, like a chip fork. <laughs> also wooden. I was astounded by that information. And what was the first one? Who has three vaginas? The, a kangaroo has three vaginas. So do these animals ever get together? <laughs> yeah, a male kangaroo has a chip fork penis as well. Wow. So it can, can be having yeah, ex double learned, excitement. This is the fact that you learned to do. What did you Google to get that? <laughs> I learned that doing my son's homework. <laughs> at 6am this morning. And that was the fact that I didn't tell him. So his RS homework was to uh, find out about intelligent... Do you want to know this? Yeah, intelligent intelligent to... design. So the arguments for... The, the argument that there, you know, is a watchmaker that the universe has been designed. And he had to think of three examples of intelligent design. And I was trying to get him to say, you know, beauty. Uh, but he said scabs and kangaroos. <laughs> and then... <laughs> And then I managed to get him to say music as well. But anyway, so, so we were Googling, you know, the immune system scabs and, and also kangaroos. And I was reading out these and I found out, indeed, kangaroos are totally incredible. Kangaroos Three vaginas. Can get pregnant. Two penises. They can be continuously pregnant. Yes. Permanently well, pregnant. Take that, scummy mummies. Yeah, right. You've got nothing. Yeah. Can, nothing on a they kangaroo. They can say the season's not right. I'm not going to give birth to it. They can hang on to it and yeah. give birth to it later. Yeah, and in a drought, they the can put the baby, baby on pause. They can put the joey on pause. So, yeah, so they grow one in the uterus and then, and then, mm, how does it work? Oh, yeah, then they give birth. This is the best bit. They don't even have to give birth to a, a mass, mahoosive thing. They, they give birth to a jelly bean. It's so much smarter. And then it grows in their pouch. And then the do, next do one goes in. Do they get to in. choose which vagina it comes out of? Can you put, like, a bet on it? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to come out of number one. <laughs> that would be so much better than snail racing. Imagine it. <laughs> 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 I mean, so I don't know if my random fact about myself can talk about <laughs> <laughs> it. Uh, I am Sarah Milliken. Hello. And I am Canadian and uh, part of the standard issue team. And uh, I suppose... So I found out, uh, my husband said something to me this week that I think is the worst thing he's ever said to me. We've been together for 13 years and he knows how much I love stationery. 
<laughs> and he said these words to me two days ago. He said, yeah, but a pen's a pen, isn't it? <laughs> Helen and I, obviously, we're a double act. We write together, mm -hmm. and um, I have some pens that Helen is not allowed to use <laughs> because she spoils the nibs. <laughs> I do. I'm a, I'm a bit sort of crayon writing. Oh, kind of. But the worst one was we went to see our agent, and I never have a pen. Never have a pen. And I said, "Oh, can I just borrow your pen?" And of course, what do you do with someone else's pen? You put it in your bag. If you're a savage. If, yes, that's what I do. <laughs> anyway. About a few hours later, we'd gone away, and I brought out this pen, and Ellie was like, is there a flower on the end of the, of the cap? And then we get this call from the agent going, have you got my pen? I was like, yeah, this one with like the flower on the end? And he's like, yeah, it's a Mont Blanc, and it was a special gift. I was like, it's just a pen. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's start with the question, what never fails to make you laugh? I'm going to start with Helen. What never fails to make me laugh is um, pretty people falling over. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was yesterday, and I was just like, I'd just done the school run, I was in really like ugly jogging bottoms, and I was like going to Sainsbury, and a really sort of beautiful, uptight, thin lady was walking down, and then she tripped over a traffic aisle, and I was like, there's a god! <laughs> And I was once in a posh restaurant and a lady um, was looking all hoity-toity in, in heels and she tripped up the step to the toilet and I went, whoops-a-daisy! <laughs> <laughs> and it just makes me laugh. It makes me laugh so hard. Anyway, that's, that's my favourite thing. <laughs> Moving on from the misfortunes of others. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, lovely story. I was going to say you. Uh, just, you know, to get oh. the hankies out. Um, no, you never felt me laugh. The, the, the best example of you not failing to make me laugh was when um, I had had a baby. I had a premature baby who's fine now. It's all good. But I had a caesarean, emergency caesarean. And you came to visit me in the hospital when he was about four days old. And it was all very touch and go. And I was very touch and go. And you, you basically almost burst my stitches. And... <laughs> I can't remember, it's what, it what you told me about something, the song they were playing in oh, the reception or something. Oh my god, I went into the NICU mm -hmm. and there's babies and, and, and mums and dads and the song they were playing, no shit, was What doesn't kill you makes you strong. <laughs> 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 I bounded into the alley with all these machines and a, and a baby that was the size of a hand. I was like, hey, you should be the song. <laughs> and a normal person would have gone, I'm very upset. I went, ha ha. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. The song was right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just got on loop. It's very, very right for the moment. Oh. Sally? Mine is probably, um, I know it's a boring answer, but it's probably my kids. Um, I was just saying to you before that I've got a uh, son with Down syndrome who's hit puberty. And, <laughs> and <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, dear. The, the, uh, well, I was saying the, um, so I, might, I, I, I remember puberty as being this time full of shame and hiding yourself away. But when, uh, apologies, Ollie, if you ever listen to this, I don't think you will. Uh, Ollie running in with his first pubic hair, running into my bedroom, going, Mom, I got a butch! 
We were like, well done, Ollie. That's how it should be, right? Like, no shame. I've got a bush, and the other two kids could really enjoy that. And we went to, we went to Brighton Pier, and they all won little cuddly toys with, like, tufts, like those, like those little, you know, gnomes, and they all called them bush. <laughs> Different colours. You know, and he's, he's in a battle with me, battle of wits, about trying to get onto porn sites. So, <laughs> so I've got net nanny. I've got, you know, I've got state-of-the-art, quite expensive systems to shut it all down. But I don't really need them because he uh, hasn't totally got... He, he thinks if he puts a blanket over his head, I can't see him. <laughs> so he'll steal my phone, put a blanket over his head and tiptoe off. Let's go, Ollie I, Ollie, I can see you. <laughs> I can see you. And so the minute he starts tiptoeing or covering his face with something, I know that he's going to try and Google, you know, girl bum. <laughs> Is that something he's Googled, girl bum? Girl bum, yeah. And, and that, I, was, I was just saying, I probably I shouldn't say any of this anyway, it's all just coming out now. Um, I, I was like, so I've shut down so he can't get onto porn. I don't really know, I'm, you know, essentially single parenting. I don't really know how to manage this. Uh, with a teenage boy, because I know it probably happened, but I don't really want it to happen. Uh, um, we're frightened of it happening. So he can't get on Pornhub, but that means he has got onto Thai massage. <laughs> <laughs> and I was thinking, what do I want him really to be watching? I think I like the whole sort of fingers up the bottom stuff. I think I'd rather. <laughs> I think I'd I rather he was watching straight... I'm learning a lot. <laughs> Nor have I. Nor have I, but I've watched what he's watched. <laughs> and I think just like a, you know, a washing machine repair guy coming round and people getting it on the kitchen might be healthier than the... Uh... <laughs> anyway, enough of that. You cut that out. <laughs> I've got fact because my sons are three and seven, so we're right. hopefully a sorry, little way I'm off. So um, sorry. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's very difficult. But I've got fact when they do start getting into Pornhub, I'm going to start uploading videos of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boys, press the press the press. <laughs> that is such a good idea. Because <laughs> I am at the stage where if I wander around with no clothes on, they're like, oh, mum, put it away, put it away. So that would definitely work. <laughs> I did that. My kids were watching uh, Indiana Jones, and I'm sure they're psychopaths because they didn't get scared at all, right? And there was like, <laughs> monkey brains bit and all that sort of stuff, just sitting there, whatever. And then I was just about to go into the shower, and I'd forgotten something. And I thought I, was, I marched through the um, lounge completely naked, and I said, Look at my pretty dress! And they all turned around and went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, That is. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, we share the hotel room. That is worse than the monkey brain. Yeah, exactly. yeah. A rolling boulder of tits. <laughs> it's so you great. Just reminded me of something my mum used to do. She used to, she used to ask me if I wanted to smell a new perfume, and I'd go over to her and she'd pull her nightie down when she'd just done the most horrendous part. <laughs> Yeah, great. So, yeah. And Hannah, you get to sit down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so nice. Cheers. Hannah, what makes you laugh? Um, well, I, I quite like a well-timed swear word. 
a swear word from, you know, old people, children. Children swearing is hilarious, particularly when you're not the person who taught them the swear words, so like, like, there's no responsibility. My dad doesn't really... He never, he never liked to swear in. Um, it, it sort of, if we swore... When we were kids, if we swore, like, outside, he didn't like it, but in the house, you could do what you liked. And there was one time I said to my dad, I called him... I was, like, a teenager, and he'd said something out of there, and I said, oh... And I was just in jest, but I called him a little shit. And the look on his face, and I thought, oh, God, I'm going to get it now. And he said, what did you just call me? And I said, little shit. And he went, big shit. I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Uh, I used to do that with my dad. I called him an old bastard once, and he was like, not so much of the old. <laughs> the rest I will take. Let's have another question. I'm going to ask you about your childhood bedroom. Ellie, what was your childhood bedroom like? Um, it, was, it was a lot of Madonna posters, I seem to remember. A lot of Madonna posters. And me and my friend Jessie, um, we, had, we, we had a pair of the fingerless gloves, but only one pair between us. <laughs> so we used to go around with one hand with the gloves on. Very exciting. And then, yeah, and then I remember asking my mum what a virgin was when I was about six because of the Madonna records. Mm. And suddenly she wasn't so keen on me having the posters on the walls. So, yeah, that. And then, and then I was really nerdy, so lots of video games. And just, just ner- nerdy stuff for Madonna. I was a unique child, uh, shall we say. Good. Yeah. Nice thing to be. Helen? I had 156 posters of Kylie on my walls. <laughs> exactly. And then on one wall I had a picture of Michael Hutchins from NXS. And then a few years later, they got together and I felt that was my kind of... <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you have those things, I was like, yes, this is my doing. I've done the witchcraft. Yeah, I was a so if I give you a poster of me and like 157 posters of Ryan Gosling, could yes, you do that? Yes, yes. <laughs> I can do that. I have a service. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thrilled about that. Um. Sally, what's your childhood bedroom well, like? Well, my, my dad worked for British Airways, so we moved country a year and a half, and we were always in a British Airways house. So we weren't allowed to put anything on the walls, so I didn't have oh. anything on the walls, and that was fine. I didn't know that people could put things on their walls. <laughs> <laughs> Then I got sent to boarding school, and you had a little uh, pin board, and it was a tiny bit like Mean Girls. I mean, I, you know, I came back, I had all my mother's 70s clothes slightly adjusted, which was very bad to wear in the 80s, and I, and I didn't know any of the music that everybody else knew. I just knew that the minute anyone said, what music are you into, I was in deep, deep, deep trouble. And it seemed that people had pictures of men on their walls. So I cut out, to fit in, you understand, I cut, I cut out lots and lots of pictures of Jaeger adverts. It was a, a relatively handsome male model <laughs> on a boat. So I, I cut them all out and put them up. It was really the blue sky and the blue sea I liked, I think. But, yeah, random bloke. I had pictures of a completely random bloke. See, I grew up in South East London, so we had pictures of Jaeger bombs. <laughs> yeah. Jaeger man, that's so tragic, isn't it? No, it's not. Was he, was he dishy? Was he nice? He was, was quite he dishy, yeah. yeah. He looked a bit like Ryan Gosling. There you go. Yeah. That's not a bad person. And he was wearing shorts, and he owned a yacht. <laughs> Did he own a yacht, or was he standing on he the yacht? He was standing on someone else's yacht. Yeah. I know the life of a male model. Who would want that? <laughs> terrible, terrible life. Hannah, what was your bedroom like? I shared a bedroom with my sister, so and it was pretty small. So it was. I was quite tidy. She was quite messy. So Did you was, have a line down the middle? Uh, we didn't have. We had a metaphorical line rather than an actual line. We had bunk beds. I slept on the top. She slept on the bottom. I had a poster of Tim Burgess from The Charlatans that I took out of Select magazine. He had a staple in his face, but <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind. 
Um, yeah, and we argued solidly until I moved out of the house about whose job it was to tidy up, etc., etc. Yeah, happy days. Did, you ever, did she ever kick you from underneath? Uh, I once, when she was on the top bunk, because we had slats, I once thought it would be funny to push her up, and I pushed her up, and then when she came back down, I, it wasn't correct, and she came down onto my face. <laughs> and she actually just ran downstairs and said to my dad, really matter-of-factly, I think she's dead. <laughs> and I had, like, a bruise across here from where she'd landed on me. And he, yeah... That was pretty much my own fault, though, to be fair. Um, Ellie and I have shared bunk beds um, in Manchester when we were early off in the tour, because, you know, we were really making a lot of money back then. And we were in a friend's children's bedroom, and the, the, the bunk beds were about this far apart, right? And Ellie was, what, five months pregnant? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. she went on the bottom bunk because I thought, oh, I don't want her to fall. But then I lumped into the top bunk, and it sort of boned <laughs> And we hadn't known each other, I think less than a year we'd yeah. known each other. Yeah. So nowadays I'd be like, get out of the fucking top bunk. <laughs> I was like, oh, and it was, I remember lying there pregnant and looking at in this room that was just full of frozen dresses. <laughs> thinking, this is weird, how do I say to her, I think you're going to kill me. <laughs> get off it, fatty. Yeah, and I had to just go, um, sorry, do you mind? Just, just, I think I'm going to die. <laughs> and then it was all fine. Uh. <laughs> What about you? Um, I had a lot of Philip Schofield posters. <laughs> it's well documented. Uh, to the point where when I moved back into my old bedroom, when I got divorced, I moved back in for two and a half years. That wasn't the plan. It's never the fucking plan, is it? Oh, it'll just be a few weeks. <laughs> uh, my dad asked me if I wanted them back down from the loft. <laughs> I don't know why he'd kept them. I was like, not right now. <laughs> But I've since met him a number of times, and um, one of the times uh, I met him with his wife, and I sort of apologised, because I've loved him since I was 13, and I said to her, I'm so sorry, and she said, oh, don't worry, there's loads of you. <laughs> <laughs> there clearly is. There's lo all that, that generation, there's a lot of generation of that, that sort of age group of women. Um, yeah, posters and, uh, and uh, alphabetised books, because that was obviously where my imaginary library was. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> oh, there's pity in the room now. It's <laughs> But yeah, I, was, I spent so much time in that bedroom. I, it, on a Monday morning at school, we used to have to write out our news, and it was what you'd done over the weekend. And my mum said to me once, she was always really worried that she was going to get a call from the teacher, because I always just said, playing in my bedroom. And she was worried <laughs> that they thought she, like she was holding me in, like she wasn't letting me <laughs> play outside with other people, and just didn't want to. Have you had the class teddy home for the weekend? Oh, oh God. God, so yeah. much pressure. Is it a teddy? Not a not Oh, it a, depends what it is. Anymore. No, it's not a pet anymore. And then oh. you have to take it and photograph it. Yeah, and, if, and you want it at the start of the year because if you get it midway through it's the been year. To, Teddy's been oh. to Paris. <laughs> Here's Teddy at the Taj Mahal crying like Diana on the bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Here's Teddy having extra mass coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Teddy looking at porn with his yeah. <laughs> Here's Teddy under a blanket. <laughs> under a blanket. <laughs> Tiffany, girl bum. Here's Teddy with three bushes. <laughs> I want Teddy now. I want Teddy. <laughs> Story that everyone in your family tells about you to embarrass you. 
Oh, let's start with Ellie. Document. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite hard to um, embarrass me. I think that's part of the reason Helen, because people quite often say to Helen and I, "Oh, you know, you're very brave." what you do going up there, and because we wear catsuits on stage, so mm. they disguise nothing, these catsuits. They say, you're very brave. And we always say, well, we're not brave, we just don't have any shame. Um, and that's a different kind of um, <laughs> having something wrong with you. Yeah. And basically, that's <laughs> what that is. So we, do, so we do this show, and my dad is our roadie. He's 72, and he drives us around the country. And in the show, in the new show that we do, we um, have pink catsuits that we call twat suits, um, which are basically vaginas. They have a big hood with a fur trim. Um, <laughs> Just one each or three like a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're getting some new ones made. Up yeah. this, uh, and then we sing, uh, we sing a version of Eye of the Tiger, all about our post-baby bodies, called Wider Vagina. And <laughs> then uh, I, I won't talk you through the whole sketch, but basically it ends with us simulating sex as Jeff Goldblum and Mary Berry. Yes. So, <laughs> I think for my family, when you've seen your daughter <laughs> dressed as a vagina and Jeff Goldblum <laughs> doing Mary Berry, there's not an embarrassing story you can tell, uh, really. Yeah. I think <laughs> you've sort of peeped, haven't you? <laughs> I did a gig once when I used to do comedy. I did a gig once. There were six people in the audience and two of them were my parents. And they were both absolutely shit-faced. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, really dreadful. Yeah. It was just that people were like, who are those? But I don't know. Those two in the front are a nightmare. I don't know why she keeps waving at me. <laughs> You're doing really well. Your dad and I are very proud. I once did a gig and my parents were um, right in the front and it was because my mum had perforated her eardrum so she couldn't hear very well so she was like, I need to sit at the front. And all I did, because when you, when you just stand, you kind of dot around and look at everybody as much as you can and all I did was I just stopped there because that's where my parents were. <laughs> so I thought I can't look at them because I was talking about the most terrible film and I knew that we'd be doing the double thumbs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely mortifying. What about you, Sally? Well, mine tells stories, but as you say, your embarrassment has, you know, has been burnt off by the <laughs> midsummer heat of a career in the media. <laughs> but um, they, do embar they do embarrass me. My dad believes I can sing, and I can't sing. <laughs> so what he'll do is he'll, um, he'll insist, going past any karaoke that I get up and sing. <laughs> and that is, it's not really what you're asking, but I mean, it, it is the, you know, the greatest shame I've had. <laughs> do you do like, it? Be, do you sing then? Well, you know, it's my dad. Yeah, what's your karaoke you know, song of choice then? Oh, I don't know, I, and I can't sing. I, I can't underline this to you uh, enough. But I mean, I've done, you know, Mama's and Papa, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All the leaves are brown. The leaves are brown. Oh, you do too. Yeah, you've got the sky is grey. Sky is grey. I did lip sync battle. Oh my God! Yeah. Why? Yeah. No. Good question. Good question. Thanks. Did your dad put good you forward question. for it? <laughs> well, you don't have to sing there. Oh, so it's just not. lip sync, yes. right? You just have to lip sync it. And the American version is quite good. And it, it, I'll be honest, they were paying quite a lot of money. Um, <laughs> was it not utterly terrifying, though? Well, wait till you hear my story, Sarah. Please, I'd like to hear it. Yes, my friend Alison knows this and was very supportive. Um, anyway, so I just found... I, I said yes uh, at the beginning of... Uh, would it be in October? Or maybe, yeah, beginning of October. And then it was coming up in November. And the weekend before I was... Or five days before I was due to do it, 
I was informed by my husband that he no longer wanted to be my husband. And I didn't deal with that in a cool way. I, ab <laughs> I absolutely lost my shizzle. Very, I, was, I was very surprised, shall we say, because I'm amazing and what an idiot. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I really, really lost it. And I had, because I did uh, languages for my degree and I thought, ha ha, I'll do Gangnam style because I think I could learn the Korean. <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things that happens when you're in deep shock is you cannot, your short-term memory absolutely goes. So I could not remember anything. <laughs> Nothing. So then I, my agent rings up and goes, oh, she's, she's not in a great state. And they go, listen, you know, we've got everything, everything is happening. Please just come and we'll try and cheat it with camera angles. And, <laughs> and so I think it is the most racist thing that was on television. <laughs> I was full of tranquilizers. Could not remember anything. Nothing. Really nothing. And then the other, because you have to do two. The other one I had chosen was 500 miles, like the anthem of the faithful man. Like trying to hold on to that was really incredibly. Painful experience, really but in retrospect, I really quite want to Google it when I get it. Feel free to Google it now. You know <laughs> what's happening. <laughs> You'll see there's an awful lot more crowd shots than normal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the magic of television. I, I come from a, a whole family of people who can't sing, yeah. and uh, so we constantly lip sync absolutely everything, you know. Yeah. And we were at a funeral once, and we were uh, the only six people there. And the, and the priest said, and now we're going to go to song like 45 in your hymn books and we all opened it and he started the music and we all went and then just nothing <laughs> just nothing just like six people just and I was like well, I'm actually gonna have to sing now and then the singing was so bad that we thought no just do nothing just let them be playing the nice organ yeah always make sure there's one person singing oh like a terrible choir tip. there's nothing better than a terrible choir we had our local church has a really appalling choir that I love um, that come out and they sing snuggle-toothed old gang, gang of mates none of whom can really sing and they come out in the streets and they sing terribly out of tune but in harmonies at Christmas and it's just one of the traditions of our local area so it's this appalling singing it's one of my favorite things with another question. I'm going to start with Helen. What's on your to-do list that never gets done? Uh, <laughs> trimming the bush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have lots of neighbours who have immaculate gardens. <laughs> and I and vaginas. Have, yes, yes, and vaginas. Oh, bloody <laughs> Londoners with their neat fannies and their <laughs> lovely front gardens. Um, yeah, I... I I can't do gardening. I cannot, and it's always on my list. And, but I look out at my garden, and, it, and it's just like a reminder of how lazy and terrible I am as a human being. But I just can't be fucked. I just cannot be fucked. <laughs> I write it down and write it down, and I like no. And then I just have to pay a nice man, you know, or woman, uh, every so often to trim my bush, and that's it. So that's always are you, my to do list. Are you lazy? Are you busy? 
I think both. I think I, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly busy and then, and then I just like to sit down and like in my pants and eat cheese out of the fridge. <laughs> and then look at my terrible garden. But I, yeah, it's a weird thing because it's so public. It's sort of the first thing that people see when they come to your house is like the mouldy um, paddling pool from summer that you haven't quite cleaned, <laughs> the overrun brambles and things like that. But I just, ah. Oh. Yeah, but it's always on the to-do list going, no, just, I will be a better person. Just I will. don't invite people to your house. I think that's a better idea. Don't have friends. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Or just slash and burn. Yeah. I'll come round. Petrol can. <laughs> 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 so easy. Yeah. Poof. They laugh. Yeah. Ellie, what's on your to-do list that never gets done? Uh, the charity shop run. <laughs> yeah, so I'm actually, I love, like, throwing stuff away, or at least deciding to throw stuff away. I love, like, decluttering and getting rid of all that stuff. Um, Helen will tell you there's basically nothing in my house. There's a bowl and a sleeping bag. That's yeah. kind of <laughs> One of those dynamite things. She loves a label. You go into her house and it's just like tea, coffee, yeah. husband. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I, like, so I like putting all the stuff in the carrier bags. But then I don't like actually, I can't seem to actually put the stuff in the car and go to the charity shop. So I put it all sort of in the spare room in the loft and you just, you know, you chuck it on the bed and go, oh, it's fine. And that's sort of all fine, except for, for quite a long period, our um, youngest son slept in our room in a cot. Um, and, you know, so if we wanted a bit of saucy time, you know, perhaps it was Christmas or <laughs> the next Christmas. Um, <laughs> something like that. Um, is your husband's, your husband's sneaking around your house with his head under a blanket? <laughs> So then we would have we would go up to the loft and we'd of course we'd sort of forget that there was all these fucking Tesco bags full of Lee Child novels on this. <laughs> and then so like there's nothing I tell you there's nothing more erotic than having to move sixteen carrier bags. <laughs> and then we'd always have forgotten to put the radiator on in advance. So it was always freezing cold. So I'd be like getting under the duvet fully clothed, then trying to take my trousers off, going, hurry up, hurry up, look, you've dropped the colander. Um, <laughs> um, yes, it does a lot for your sex life so yeah charity shop run that's that's what i should do apparently women can't come if they're cold because oh. my is friend this part of your son's homework <laughs> <laughs> no i've got a friend who used to be the editor of the erotic review and she got sent by the daily mail to new york to masturbate in a in an mri scanner <laughs> Gone to an Iceland. Oh. You come to your loft. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yes. No and she had to wear she had to wear bed socks in the tube. Oh. No, I, I didn't. I wasn't really so pissed off living in Narnia. <laughs> it was <laughs> awful for her because she got sent by the Daily Mail to go and do this, and it was quite a lot of agonising. Of you know, should I, should I, hmm. should I do that? It's quite, is it private? Who am I? <laughs> Oh, that's what I would say. What's yeah, it's 600 quid, but it is an all-expensive paid trip to New York. And so she went and she did this slightly humiliating thing in her socks and, <laughs> and had her brain scanned while she did it. And I can't remember what that showed. Is that something you remember? Yeah, it turned out I, I wasn't interested in the science after all. <laughs> Show uh, that women can't. And then they and then they didn't and then the Daily Mail said it was just too filthy and they wouldn't publish what? it. What do you think? I, just, I know. 
she felt she felt like I'm double disc. I'm surprised she wasn't though. She wasn't in there flaunting her socks. <laughs> <laughs> that were on her pins. Yeah, it's always pins, never legs. In the Daily Mail, um, yeah. That's so weird. It's kind it of weird. It feels like something that women have said to go. Oh no, I, I no, I can't come if I've got. Put the duvet on. Yeah. It's like something women do to get the heating up. Well, it feels like a really good ace. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like an ace card, though, doesn't it? Does. I mean, like, you can win with that. You can oh. get that heating up. You might be really good at the sex foot. I need to put yeah. my pyjamas on first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've cut a hole. <laughs> Is it odd ones? It just works its way loose anyway. Three holes. <laughs> Three holes. <laughs> Choose your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your to-do list? So many things. My to-do list is about 150 items long. One of them is go to the gym. I never do that. Another one is drive. learn to drive. Can't drive. <laughs> I'm 48 and I can't drive. Well, should that not come before the gym? Otherwise, you've got to walk to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much exercise. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, at least I keep fit, I guess, because I but walk about. Think, yeah, do you think you would have learned to drive by now if you'd wanted to? Or is it just not... Well, I think, it's, I think it's partly the being an actress thing, because you are... I mean, your car insurance is really high. Mm. So, um, <laughs> so, so I remember working what? out there, I could spend £3,000 on taxis and that'd still be cheaper. And also, they pick you up for work, don't they? So they mm. send a car, so I'm being picked up. At, they can't trust, you can't trust an actress to do anything. That, so they send a car is, to pick you up why is and the, you get in the car. Why is the car. What's the reason for the car insurance being high? Because we're it's dangerous. Like... <laughs> <laughs> we're gone. irresponsible. Um, for Canadians, it's high, um, partly because you do a lot of driving, but also because they just assume you're dropping Michael McIntyre off somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's okay for lifts. Um, odd. Um, so learning to drive and go to the gym. I think they're on a lot. We're supposed to go to the gym. I mean, it's not on my to-do list because I've got a realistic one. Hi. <laughs> yeah. uh, mine is. It's sorting things out. My house is got like actual, there's an actual room that's just full of stuff that needs sorting out. And I keep thinking, when I've got time off, I've got time off. And then I've got time off, I just wanna, I don't quite eat cheese out the fridge, but I will just sit in my pants <laughs> and <laughs> just, you know, sit with a biscuit tin until it's empty. And I just, I can't be arsed because when I've got time off, I'm resting, <laughs> napping, eating biscuits, going shopping. I just, it's so boring. I think that's what it is. I just can't be asked to tidy and to sort things out. The rooms that are in use are tidy, but then there's a room that's just full of... But isn't that the sort of stuff that when you move again and you take it with you? Yeah. You think, Why the fuck am I taking this stuff with me? <laughs> Somebody once, once knitted a picture of me. <laughs> that you can only see from one angle. <laughs> So it's like a magic eye thing. There's nothing more disappointing than realising that it's just a picture of you when you look at a magic eye. So it's huge, it's like this. And it's all sort of, kind of must be crochet, I don't really know. And it's in black and white. And when you look a certain way, then it's me. And you look a certain way, it's just stripy black and white knitted. <laughs> I can't put that up on a wall. Uh, what was that? I can't take that, I took <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
particularly child novels. <laughs> I tell you what, you should, what the person that made it was in there. When, when my, my granddad was quite a good painter, um, but then he, his eyesight deteriorated and he would, carried on painting and they were just comically <laughs> awful. And uh, when Princess Diana died, he painted two, photograph, uh, two paintings of Princess Diana and gave one to my mum and one to my aunt, and neither of whom were huge fans of Princess Diana. And uh, neither of whom wanted this monstrosity on their wall. And I was in a charity shop once and I saw one and neither of them will admit to the fact that it's their one that they gave away and both of them say no mine's in the loft I'm not going up there to get it now but it's definitely up there definitely I'm like one of you ungrateful bitches gave that picture away whether anybody ever bought it I don't know what's on your to-do list Hannah well, actually, I have a hedge that needs trimming. I have a bag at the top of the stairs that needs to go to a charity shop. Um, I can drive. I'm never going to the gym. Um, I'm, not very good with, I'm not very good with money. I always do my expenses when I go at the bank and I go, ah, oh, shit, there's nothing in there. I better <laughs> put nine months' worth of expenses in. So, yeah, anything financial. I don't like thinking about money or talking about money. Mm. So I, but, you know, invoicing for stuff. I'm totally rubbish at that, so I'd say that. Toothbrush and the tongue and groove. That's... Sorry, what? <laughs> Is this in the That's on my to-do list. Oh, like, I've got, like, a... <laughs> no, I've explained my situation. There's no sex thing <laughs> happening for me. Oh, hence oh, some enormous interest in, the, in a... the kangaroos. Maybe that's why you had a, a toothbrush in your tongue and groove. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good idea. So what is that cleaning? Yeah, it's cleaning. <laughs> it's cleaning with a toothbrush. You know, there's bits of your house you have to clean with a toothbrush. No. Like I've got an teeth. old teeth. That's all flower. There's teeth. Am I crazy? I... <laughs> <laughs> Am I actually crazy? I think you might be right, and I might be just slovenly. <laughs> so I've got a kitchen, an old kitchen that's got bits of wood that has gaps in the wood, and they get all clogged up with gunk. And around the sink, and you have to go at it with the. Am I mad? No, I, I, I don't know. I, I'll send my husband round. You won't expect payment. You just have to get in like an eighth of weed. Because uh, I came home once years ago before we had kids, and he was quite into smoking. And I came home, and he was on his hands and knees with a pair of tweezers in the floorboards, plucking dirt out of the floorboards. And I was like, I think you're smoking too much weed. <laughs> The house looks great. Yeah, <laughs> open chair. I don't think he's smoking enough. Yeah. I also need to learn how to use my microwave because I bought it about a year ago, and there's a came with a really book, booklet that I went, oh, fuck that. How difficult can it be? Yeah. And currently, I can only work out how to set it for ten seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so if I have to cook for any longer than that, I just have to go. So that would be quite useful. <laughs> Um, we had ice cream that was straight out of the freezer. My husband said, just microwave it, just to soften it up a little bit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just do everything three minutes on high. <laughs> I mean, I still ate it, but it was like soup. <laughs> like a gazpacho. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lovely gazpacho. Vanilla gazpacho. Yeah. What's your proudest achievement to date? proud of what Gilly and I do. Like I'm, the proudest thing is, is is just touring the Scummy Mummy show. And someone said the other day, said, you've got a career and a whole lot of money just from something you made up. And I was like, yeah, like five years ago, Gilly and I sat around a table and said, 
And Ellie said, we should do this thing called the Scummy Mummies podcast. And now, that's how I pay my mortgage. And, that's, and I get to do funny things in front of people dressed as a giant vagina. <laughs> literally being paid to be a slag. And it's wonderful. <laughs> very, very proud of that. I bet they didn't say that in careers advice, did they? No, they no. did not. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sorry, Ellie, you're going to have to say something different. <laughs> oh, I, just, I, I think that's lovely. I, I'm just very proud I can stick my tongue up my nose. Yes. <laughs> can you? It's good that you're proud of us, though. That's yes, one no, of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took a lot of practice. Yeah. <laughs> Sally? I, I'm proud of the documentary that I did um, in 2016 about um, dancing and screening. And, and what's happened since, really. So we've, uh, I'm proud of the community of Down syndrome mums and dads all over the UK. There, are, there was an amazing moment with that documentary <clears throat> when it was going out where every, we had sort of, it was all mums on smartphones, actually, just uh, uh, texting each other at the school gates. And we, we ended up with, because everyone just mobilised for no money. And um, we got someone on pretty much every local radio station in the country saying how their life hadn't been ruined by their child. And it felt like that moment in 101 Dalmatians where all the, jo all the dogs in the country join in the search. <laughs> and it just was the most incredible feeling of uh, togetherness. And, and also it felt like quite a profound thing to make a statement to society that it wasn't about winning, that, you could, that it wasn't about what, winning wasn't what everyone seemed to be behaving. Politicians seemed to be behaving as if winning, winning was this set of things. And actually we've, we felt that we had won. It's just on a different scale of measure. And um, it, it's had quite a profound change on my life, and, and, and um, yeah, so I'm proud of that. Yeah, it should be. N not hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think I generally say standard issue, so I'll say something different, but standard issue is probably the thing I'm proudest of. But I think um, the fact that I can do a horn noise, I think I, you know, it comes up in conversation. <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a really handy thing to chuck in, if, if, you know, if you need it. <laughs> Sometimes if I put it in a show, it's the biggest laugh I get. <laughs> that makes me equally proud and sad. <laughs> All of the work that goes into the rest of it. And then I go, <laughs> and people go, <laughs> that's it. So I feel like I've been like riding it for too long, like I need a new noise now. So I think... Maybe next year is a year I, I learn a new noise. <laughs> Did you see that kid be. on America's Got Talent? No. Did anyone see a young girl who makes absolutely, well, she's about eight, she makes totally spot on animal noises, like really wow. unbelievably good. And you see Simon, Simon Cowell's Crisis. There's this really cute girl making a perfect pig. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going, it's very good. And this American crowd, oh, she's so cute. He's like, <laughs> I think the act's going to need to develop, but there was, <laughs> <laughs> there was no, he was going to have to put her through to the yeah. next round, yeah. Yeah, very useful. Oh. Hannah, what are you proud of? Yeah, well, I would say standard issue. We, we, a bit like Helen said, we sort of have made something that, that d d I suppose we didn't realise it needed to be there, and then it turns out it did need to be there, and we talked to really interesting people. In fact, the other day somebody suggested that we talk to someone and I said, that's a man, we don't have men's voices on our podcast. And they said, really? And they'd actually never noticed that we didn't have mm -hmm. men on our podcast, which I think 
says something about how just interesting people, women are and how people automatically assume that if something is all female, that it is a politically correct like statement about something. And you're like, no, it's, women are experts on these things. Mm. We haven't just found someone to talk about that. We found someone who's an expert in that. And surprise, surprise, they are also a woman. Mm. So, yeah, I think that we... we we did some stuff with Repeal the Eighth in Ireland this year, which I was quite proud of. Mm. So it's excellent. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Hannah. They're all um, awesome. They're <laughs> You're all awesome. Well, I think, I think as well, for years I worked for a newspaper, and for years I would pitch ideas to editors, exclusively male editors, who would tell me that people weren't interested in that. And I think that we've actually proved that that's mm. wrong. People are interested. And you know, I like about this question is that it's, it can make people feel uncomfortable <clears throat> because we're not, not, not women, but people aren't generally supposed to crow about things. And you're not supposed to say, I'm really proud of something that I've done. And that's why we've kind of put it in to kind of force people to say, actually, I did a thing and I was really proud of it. Because yeah. it just doesn't, it's not the British way, is it? No. And well, think, now I feel bad about saying something silly. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, why are you talking? I do, I have, can I, I've thought of what actually I am proud of. I am very proud of Scummy Mummies. The, but the thing that I'm most proud about Scummy Mummies is that we were publicly shamed by the Daily Mail. And that was one of the best days of my life. <laughs> I was like, we have made it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was great. This woman wrote a very long I read that. article. Yeah. yeah, and it wasn't just us. It was our, no, our fr- some of our friends who are sort of Insta mum blogger type people. Yeah. Um, and she boasting wrote, about being bad mums or something. That yeah. was the article, wasn't it? Yeah. And she yeah. wrote, Ellie Gibson and Helen Thorne should have more shame. And as discussed, I mean, there just isn't any to nope. be had. <laughs> There's none. Um, and she accused us of giving our kids, you know, fish fingers for dinner every night, which isn't, you know, sometimes we give them chicken nuggets. Uh, <laughs> come on. A bit of variety. Balanced diet. <laughs> yeah. Five chicken nuggets a day, five a day. Um, so, yeah, so, so we honestly just thought it was hilarious. Yeah. And we loved it. And I was so proud and for my 40th birthday my friend even gave me a hated by the daily mail enameled badge <laughs> which i love and the best bit was um bird's eye jumped on this sort of bad because then it became this thing this hashtag solidarity tea where that night loads of women across britain posted pictures of themselves with this hashtag giving their kids fish fingers <laughs> for tea saying we stand with you and yeah fuck fuck with daily mail and uh, Bird's Eye got wind of this, and uh, we got a lucrative advertising deal. <laughs> and one more thing to cap it off, we had our fifth anniversary party yes. uh, a couple of months ago, to celebrate five years of us being together. Um, and it was like our wedding. It was like our <laughs> wedding, but better, and we didn't have to pretend we wanted to have sex. Yes. Um, <laughs> at the end. Dry sheets at the end is always the Oh, end. lovely dry yes. sheets. Lovely dry sheets. And <laughs> <laughs> the guest of honour flown in by Birdseye for this fucking party was Captain Birdseye. <laughs> <laughs> he's Italian, he's very, very, you know, well, he's handsy. very handsy. Very yes. handsy. He's uh, handsy. Ricardo, and um, he didn't know what the fuck he was had going on. No <laughs> <laughs> he had a big fish finger cake that Birdseye had made. Yeah. Ellie and I were wearing leotards. Yeah. Um, and with each other's faces with on. With each other's faces. So I was wearing a size 18 face of Ellie and she was wearing a very small face of mine. Uh, and so we're just literally in swimsuits and this man was hustled in by the head of fish marketing at Bird's Eye. <laughs> 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 it's a real job. Yes. Um, 
and then we, and we had leggings on with pictures of all the previous guests we'd had on the podcast. And you, you. you on there, so Captain Birdseye's touched your face on my thigh. Yeah, <laughs> really nice. Do you, do you want to change your proudest achievement? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I can't touch that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it was but what's wrong with fish fingers? Absolutely Apparently. nothing. Well, what do the Daily Mail say is wrong with fish fingers? You're supposed to make your own or something? I don't know. They just hated us, I think, because we were successful. There were actually mums doing something, and we were meant to be at home being all mumsy. And we just said, oh, yeah, occasionally we drink wine and we swear. Occasionally. What is the best advice any of you have ever been given? Any? Let's start with you. The best advice? And it can be career or relationship or anything you like, life. Um, uh, probably um, just because people sometimes ask me how to deal with nerves and stuff um, and the best advice someone ever gave me about that was because um, I was doing a gig with someone I was quite a new comedian it was before we were together I was on my own and I was like <gasps> oh in fact two comedians gave me advice it was a very posh event in the country there were horse boxes and Land Rovers and you know I'm from fucking Catford I was like oh, I don't know and this very posh other comedian who's there, she went, oh, don't worry, uh, posh people love filth and commoners. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that turned out to be really good advice. That's <laughs> absolutely true. That's fine. And then the second piece of advice, so I was really nervous, and this, this bloke said, um, when you get nervous, um, that's good. That's, that, he said, I call it the cavalry, and I visualise, I'm going I'm to go deep, guys, I visualise the cavalry coming over the hill because that is your body releasing the chemicals that you need in your brain to make you focused and present and conscious of what's going on around you. Because it's sort of fight or flight, but it will, it will make you good. It will make you better. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I thought about that. And then I went and I had a really good gig. Um, and now I very rarely shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Helen? Um, I think someone told me that like success is eighty percent just turning up, and that that was really good advice. Is that you know um, just keep turning up, just keep going. I think it's really it's a really simple phrase. But um, and the other thing that my mum always said is if you don't laugh, you cry, and I think that's got me through all the all the hardest times that uh, you know shit times in my marriage and the hard times with the kids and all that sort of stuff. And that I have turned the things that I want to cry about into things that make me laugh, and in turn other women laugh. So I think that's kind of the best advice I've got from my mother. Um, and yeah, my dad was a vicar, so we had to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not fun being the vicar's kid, uh, or living in a vicarage, so we just laughed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to hell because I had a wank. <laughs> I drank all the communal wine. I once stole money from the collection plate, though. <gasps> No, you Sorry. are going to hell. I am going yeah. to hell, yeah. And I pretended that I found it near the church. I said, Daddy, I found it near the church. I nicked it out of the thing. And then I spent it all on sweets. <laughs> anyway, I just got fat. I'm not going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> Sally, what's the best advice you've been given? I think I haven't been given enough good advice. I think someone should, quite early on should have told me not to overshare. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad always... Yeah, my dad always said, you're never as good or as bad as they say you are. Oh, and that is a good one, I think. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, when people are really going, you're the best ever, you know, that's... I've had, I've had people come up to me going, 
you were the, you're amazing. I love you. Who are you again? You know, um, you're the best thing in this life, which I wasn't in. You know, that kind of, you're just, um, <laughs> such a big fan. What's the name of that thing? What did you, what was it? What was it? Oh, see, the advert for the World Bank of Scotland. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you're also not as rubbish, as they say. So just, you know, ignore, ignore both ends of it. I like that. It's good. Mm. Hannah, advice? Um, I've always about advice their parents gave them. My dad had one universal piece of advice for everything, which was tell them to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I would say approximately 50% of the time it's been quite useful. The other 50% of the time I've done it and regretted it or just thought yeah. now's not the time for my dad's bit of advice. But actually the best advice anybody ever gave me for this sort of thing was you told me always to bring a spare pair of um, clothes with me if ever I was about to go on stage and we, I proved this once by um, I was rooting around in the, my uh, this is probably a bit disgusting story in my car <laughs> and I, put, put, I was like oh, I've got a donut in a bag here and uh, great I'll eat that on the M6 and uh, <laughs> then when I got to the end of it I thought there was no jam in that what a Swiss and then I looked and my entire <laughs> top was just covered in jam and we were gonna we were gonna do a, a gig together and I was like but guess what got a spare pair of clothes with me yeah. which I wouldn't have had otherwise at least so. a top at yeah. least a top yeah so that was good advice good thanks well, you you are welcome <laughs> <laughs> my best advice I've always ever had was my dad always said there's no such thing as can't so whatever you think uh, you can do you can do it there's only one thing that you can't do, and that is uh, stick your bum out of your bedroom window, <laughs> run downstairs into the garden and throw stones at it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is doable. <laughs> and I said, it sort of depends how big your arse is. <laughs> Working on it. My dad always used to say, try everything once, which I think he regretted as I called. <laughs> Um, plugs. If, if you have anything to plug, you do, guys, do you want to plug? Are you on tour at the moment? We're, yeah, yeah, we're sort of always on tour, aren't we? So yeah. and we do we do a fortnightly podcast which mm. people can listen to. It's called the Scummy Mummies Podcast. Um, yeah, and that lady's on it too, aren't you, Sally? I was on it. Yes. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> Where will we find your podcast? Scummymummies.com and iTunes and other podcast mm. providers. Acast, etc. Right. Sally, do you have anything to plug? I, there must be something. <laughs> yes, um, yes. I've done a, I've done a show called My Favourite Sketch, um, and I think it's on Gold, and it's just coming out on October ah. the fifth, where I interview some amazing people about their favourite sketches. So it's like Desert Island Discs, but with sketches, ah. and then, um, and then we enact their favourite sketch with varied results. Yeah. <laughs> also, we can Google you doing Gangnam Style, can't you we? Can, you can Google that. Theo Delectation, yeah, enjoy that. My friend said it was, you know, it's like me being tortured. It's like watching me being tortured. It's, so it's so horrible to watch when you know the true story. Can I just plug Helen's Instagram account? Aww. She has an Instagram account called, uh, called Helen Wears a Size 18, and it is just fucking joyous. Because <laughs> she's just sort of twirling in lovely clothes and she looks amazing and I find it something that when it comes up on my feed it just always brings a smile to my face. Oh, so I just click that. Uh, <laughs> Hannah, do you want Well, to yes, you can listen to the Standard Issue podcast. Um, we have uh, shows every week and you will find us on Acast, Spotify, iTunes. iTunes, all yeah. of those places. Um, and that's a lot of fun. Please uh, follow all of these wonderful people on, on Instagram and all the social medias. And we will see you, hopefully, at another one of these. But thank you so much for coming. Please join me in talking about... <laughs>